After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials again. We're going to talk about the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. My goodness, it's a telephone inside of a football. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve Has. Hi, Andrew. So it's that time of year again, my friends. Where I sing every <laughs> sentence. Um, boy, I really did not hit that last note. We have some bad singing coming up in the commercial today, by the way. Um, but uh, it is the time of year where everybody gears up for the big game. That's right. Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Is this Sunday. Does it seem quiet on the commercial front? It does. It it feels so quiet to me. Like I, I, I don't think I've read more than one or two things about... Um, a, a Super Bowl commercial. Now, I have now gone through, and we will go through a whole bunch of commercials that have either been released or teased in I'm some sure way. I'm sure it's out there. It's it just out there. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of hype. Yeah, but there hasn't, I feel like in years past, by this point, like we already were concerned about Mr. Peanut and what's going to happen and yeah. then how they were going to change that the biggest, ad. The biggest flap I've seen so far is, uh, I think, an overly sensitive take on a Dolly Parton associated ad. Oh yeah, we got that one too. Overly yeah. sensitive? There's a take on that? Well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that. So here's what we're going to do. I think in the past you and I have been somewhat, I don't know, reluctant to talk about Super Bowl commercials or we've been disappointed in Super Bowl commercials because it seems like all the fun, nuanced creativity often goes out the window for these big, splashy commercials with a lot of celebrities. And even though it's the biggest commercial day of the year, you and I have in the past felt like they're not actually the best commercials of the year quite often. Yeah, there's a lot of money and energy thrown at something that, um, you know, they seem to they seem to give short shrift sometimes to the writing or the um, the connection to the product. It's just like, how big of a splash can we make? Right. Now, this year, though, we had an idea to do something really fun. And I think this is going to be really fun for our show and for our listeners. And the listeners can get in on this as well. And we are going to create a, um, well, we're calling them the Bowleys. Are we calling them the Bowleys? I like it. The Bowleys. Right. We are calling our our awards show the Bowleys. Yes. Now, today is not the award show because not all of the commercials are this, out there yet. This is like that thing where they announce the nominees. Exactly. For the this Oscars. is the red carpet event. We're going to be announcing some of the nominees. We should have gotten some big celebrities too. You know, they always get like yeah. the people who are usually like they were either snubbed in in the nominations or they were snubbed in the hosting gig. And so this is like mm -hmm. the sort of, you know, their consolation prize. Like to present, like we should have gotten like a Bad Bunny here today. Because yes. I haven't seen any Bad Bunny. How gotten... is Bad Bunny not in any of these Super Bowl commercials so far? I don't know. He, he might be in one. Maybe. And they just haven't released it yet. So here's what we're going to do today. We are going to go through the categories that we've come up with. Let us know, though, if you feel like our categories should be tweaked. We still have a week before we actually will be presenting the official bullies. So I'd be interested in how the Ad Council feels about what we're doing here today. It did just occur to me, Vives, I spent so much time putting this show together today, I didn't even grab any Ad Council. That's so okay. I think we're going to have I a I think we have show. plenty to talk about, yeah. but the Ad Council can contribute uh, after today's show and let us know what you think uh, about these categories we've come up 
up with and and uh, who you're rooting for. Um, and uh, and that's the plan. All right. So today, our pre bully show, it's a tradition like no other. All right, a couple of uh, notes at the top here. We always have to mention the cost of a Super Bowl commercial around this time. They'll be spending a minimum of $5 million for a 30-second spot this year. That's the going price. I saw some going for $5.7 million for yeah, a 30-second spot. It must have to do with where you are, where you are placed in the game. It, absolutely. those. I'm sure the commercials that are in that very first commercial break are more expensive because everybody's very geared up right. and they've been waiting for People aren't for as it. drunk yet. Exactly. And they're not talking over the commercials. Everybody's shushing each other like, the commercials are beginning. Um, but a minimum of a $5 million for a 30-second spot. Budweiser says it won't be running a ad in the game for the first time in 37 years because they're promoting vaccine awareness. I call bullshit on that. Yes. We, will, we will play for you their 90-second non-commercial commercial. Um, also, Pepsi and Coke aren't advertising their namesake products. So in other words, there won't be a specific Pepsi commercial or Coke commercial, but will there be a Mountain Dew underneath? A Fresca? <laughs> yeah, sure. exactly. So, um, I Wouldn't that think, be hilarious? A Fresca Super Bowl commercial? Is this... Maybe we can talk about it more when we get to that specific ad, but do you think this is a little bit like uh, you use the phrase virtue signaling a lot when Budweiser releases yes. a 90-second ad saying we're not advertising oh. because we want to focus on the, the trials yeah. that our culture is going through? Yeah, it feels incredibly cynical to me that that they're like they're getting all this uh, media all this buzz for quote unquote not running an ad and then of course it's not like their brand's not going to be somehow visible in their in their public service announcement so yeah spare me your um, your Saint Act, Budweiser. So anyway, I think we'll talk about that. And we have a segment right now we're calling it, well, I'll, I'll get to what we're calling that, what we're calling that um, awards category later, but we'll talk more about Budweiser's deal. Let's start with the category of best new artist. These are, these are companies that are advertising in the Super Bowl for the very first time. Now, I don't have a definitive list right now, I assume, but the ones that I can uh, verify are Scott Miracle Grow advertising in the Super Bowl for the very first time. Wow. Uh, we'll play that commercial for you in a second. It's already been released. Um, People are doing a lot of gardening during the pandemic. Exactly, and outdoor gatherings, and, yes. they're, and they're playing into that. Um, DoorDash, uh, again, a uh, a yeah. company that is <laughs> you can really see the through line very here. <laughs> front of mind. They're advertising the Super Bowl for the first time. Fiverr, which is like some sort of a web platform for freelance services, um, they've actually released a teaser. They haven't released their um, their their full commercial yet. In fact, I have no idea what it's going to be. All I know is their their eighteen second commercial teaser focuses on. Um, I bel- is this supposed to be five seasons? I think you, we see the exterior of five seasons total landscaping Famously here. four seasons total landscaping. Oh, right. Sorry. As I was <laughs> saying that, I could tell something was wrong, but I was trying to talk and think at the same time, which is never a good idea, um, which is weird. You just see four seasons total landscaping, the outside of the building with the now infamous garage door that Rudy Giuliani stood in front of, and we just see it. It's at night or it's at dusk, and the door just opens. The big garage door opens. 
then inside we see like a futuristic looking tunnel of sorts with a little cart driving at us and it says small biz goes big fiverr are you intrigued i am intrigued kind of interested to see where that goes yeah and i'm interested to see if there's i mean it's a it's a light touch with a reference to four seasons because you're right that is what that's a reference to but i'm not sure i would have immediately recognized Mm -hmm. it just on my own i'm trying to think how i knew that and you want to be careful with that because that's very polarizing in fact i think when i clicked on this link whatever my source was might have mentioned it but i'm looking at this on the official fiverr youtube page and they do not mention that that is four seasons at all they don't even say it's five seasons um but uh there are some people in the comments saying oh that looks like four seasons so anyway we'll take wait what is this yep they are confirmed that that is four seasons. Anyway, I'm spending too much time on a tiny teaser commercial. Also, Chipotle will be playing in that Super Bowl space for the um, very first time. Have you heard anything about this one? No. Like this- I said, like I'm, I, I maybe I'm just not delving into the the media but normally it comes onto my transom in some way or another yeah. whether i want it or not you start seeing tweets about it all the time and instagram yeah. stuff and you're not gonna believe what john cena is doing for the super bowl it this just year. has seemed like really quiet i don't know yeah. what what it is if it's me or if it's the media or our um algorithms maybe know? yeah but god if there if there's one person on planet earth or two people on planet earth who should have algorithms that highlight commercial news it should be us right yeah you would think so i will play this Tripoli commercial i'm kind of going fast because we have a lot to get through today and like some of them are worth really digging into and some aren't worth spending too much time on i would put this Tripoli commercial in the category of let's not spend too much time on this <laughs> um it is their first time advertising in the super bowl and again i think that they had a really good year um, because of probably the takeout food situation and whatnot. Right. Um, and this is a commercial called Can a Burrito Change the World? This will also be fitting into a category later on that I'll tell you about. But we have a, a boy and a girl, presumably brother and sister. He's probably, you can see the still of him. What is he, like a 10-year-old, maybe a little bit older? And his sister is like a tween. And they're both eating burritos in their living room. And she's being kind of like a, catty older sister while he explores this idea can a burrito change the world and then I think the voiceover will explain the rest as you hear the voiceover we see that he is transported out of his living room and he's in various agricultural situations as things are being (laughs) harvested for this burrito what if this could change the world a burrito yeah you are so weird it could could change how we plant things, water things, grow things, pick things, move things, and transportation things. What? That's not a thing. It could make our farmers happier, more organic, more real, more soil helping, less carbon emitting, and world changing. Hey, are you still talking? How we grow our food is how we grow our future, says the tagline. Chipotle for real. It feels so fake to put that in the mouth of a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, right. I don't know what kids are into these days. Maybe they're into talking about the world-changing powers of logistics. Um, you know, <laughs> like, let, get at me if you have a 10-year-old. Maybe, I mean, I could see Gus actually being yeah. that kid. But Gus um, is really into B2B advertising. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, what, what I don't know about kids, uh, you know, could fill a library. But... It feels a little, um, I don't know, 
smarmy or pandering or yeah, something. Yeah, it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't ring my bell. So those are the four in that category, Best New Artists. Scott Miracle Grow, DoorDash, Fiverr, and Chipotle. And you're right, there's really a through line there, I think, uh, between <laughs> those particular companies and how they've thrived during a pandemic. Yeah, well, they clearly have five million bucks to burn. Right, exactly. Now, the next category is most valuable celebrity. And this is going to be the biggest category because that is my probably biggest complaint about the Super Bowl commercials is they just load these things with celebrities and sometimes totally bypassing the money they should have spent on creative, like right. writing and yeah, idea like, generation. Spend a fraction of that money um on some writing yeah, yeah. We, th- that was kind of our big takeaway from last year which was that it was just a total just so fame packed but you know with I, I don't know with with limited return on that investment i think and this first commercial i'm going to play for you is the epitome of that we're going to just throw every celebrity we can afford at the screen for something that is not a good payoff for my money. And it is, again, Scott miracle Grow, one of our newcomers, one of our rookies. This commercial has uh, Martha Stewart, John Travolta. Uh, we call him Travolta now, not Travolta, right? Well, I call him Tristanta. <laughs> that is true, you do. Martha Stewart, John Travolta, uh, and his daughter, Ella Travolta. You have Leslie David Baker from The Office. I can't think of his name right now, but he's the really grumpy guy. He's the black guy. Stanley. Stanley. I just couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, NASCAR driver Kyle Busch, Carl Weathers, and Peloton instructor Emma Lovewell. Are Peloton instructors becoming celebrities now? I wish this... uh, Do you think this this list is an order of uh, paycheck? size yeah, maybe. i hope it is this i hope ella travolta got paid more than peloton instructor emma lovewell i can't remember where i got this blurb it wouldn't from. shock me actually to learn that that Pel- there are peloton instructors who are oh yeah quite uh famous a friend of ours does peloton and i was asking her like how does she like it and you know what's the sort of what's the usability factor and she was like you know it's it is kind of um She's like, you know, you start to get a sense for which instructors you like better. And so you prioritize being available for their live sessions and which ones you really hate and you want to avoid. So I could see like Peloton's a huge phenomenon, you know, to become one of the most and there's no limit right on the number of people who can be in the I I don't know, maybe maybe there is. But like I assume you can it's pretty pretty much just like as many people can log on as they want. So like, yeah, I bet you do get a reputation as like the hot the hot Peloton instructor. I'll bet you. I mean, Emma Lovewell is in a uh, Super Bowl commercial now. Emma Lovewell so. sounds like a character from a Jane Austen novel. It does. That makes me like it. <laughs> um, so we see a spokesperson walk out into a lawn, and he's talking directly to us, directly to the camera, saying how important backyards have been uh, during the pandemic, or at least you know he nods towards that, how important backyards have been recently. And then we start to see 
all of these celebrities pop up. Martha Stewart is like pruning her shrubs or her tomatoes or something. Um, you got Leslie David Baker, the guy from The Office, flipping burgers at a grill. Um, Kyle Bush is driving a lawnmower, but he keeps on crashing into the hedge. Carl Weathers says something. Um, John Travolta and his daughter Ella are trying to record a TikTok dance video in the... I have to tell you all of this in advance because <laughs> even when you're watching it, it just goes by so quickly and it's just a mishmash. It's just like, look who we got, look who we got. And oh, yeah, TikTok to, dances, look. Just long so enough to register. I'm so irritated by this commercial. <laughs> um, and so here, take a listen to this. Ah, the backyard. It's had quite a year. I say, let's keep this backyard thing going. That's why Scott's and miracle Grow want to give you a chance to win the lawn and garden of your dreams. Like mine. You know, just not better than mine. Like mine, where you can work on your short game. Oh, yeah, that's Carl Weathers. He's Rep- golfing. Well, it's. Uh, I think it's probably a, a nod to his Happy Gilmore Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I've never seen that. Um, Then when he hits the golf ball, it hits the guy from the office who's grilling grumpily. Like mine. Oh, it's a little close. Oh, it only turns left. Come on, Leslie. Crush your core. I don't crush you, Emma. Dad, it's the red one. I know. Red one. I know. Okay, so that's Travolta and his daughter trying to record this video. Now we're going to see them dancing together. Finally, John Travolta dancing in a commercial. <laughs> Thank God. I hate this so I much. I know. Feeling good, like I should. We still got it. So text me now and win the lawn and garden of your dreams. Hey, Travoltas, don't be tickety talking on my grass. Feeling blessed. And then at the end, we see John Travolta dancing again. What do you think? Yeah, it just feels like they could have had it could have been a much better ad with about half as many celebrities. Take all that money and have somebody come up with a good with a good or just an idea. Yeah. You know what the idea here was? What celebrities can we get? Yes, I agree. I mean, the only idea here is it's been a big year for backyards. That's an idea. Yeah. Like that, there's something there. Use a fraction of that money to write an idea about it. I'm, I'm getting angry. Make it a it's cro- too early in the show. Make it a croquet game or something. Yes. You know, have them have them interacting in some way that's um, that's coherent. Yeah. Um, this next commercial, I didn't even arrange these in this order on purpose, but I'm so glad that I'm going from what I'm now realizing is one of my least favorite commercials of the batch. To this next one, which I think is my favorite commercial that I've seen today. Wow. That's going to air during the Super Bowl. And surprisingly, it's from Amazon for their Echo device. Now, in the past, they've used a lot of celebrity power for their and, – and also have – Uh, released really long kind of involved storyline commercials during the Super Bowl. Um, Like what if Alexa went haywire, I think was one. We don't have to recap them all. This year, though, it's about what if Alexa was in a human body and that human body is Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) And the scene begins, I'm assuming, I could be wrong about this, but I'm assuming it's supposed to be like maybe in Amazon HQ, and these are maybe some of the designers. All I know is there's a few people standing around looking at the new Echo device, which is like a a, a sphere this year, apparently. And um, one of the women says, can you think of a better physical representation of Echo. And then as she's talking, she looks out the window and she sees a bus with a huge advertisement for an upcoming Michael B. Jordan movie. And so suddenly she just goes into a daydream where she's picturing 
talking to the echo around her house only every time it's an incredibly sexy Michael B. Jordan. There's no other kind. Yeah, right. But I mean, there are... There are, Genevieve, where are your pearls? Do you know where your pearls are? Because I can see you clutching them at at least one of the lines here, okay? And uh, that's the setup. Is this going to shock me? Uh, Maybe. I love this commercial. I love the woman who's having this fantasy so much. Take a listen. It's just flawless, isn't it? I think so. I mean, I literally couldn't imagine a more beautiful vessel for Alexa to be... Michael B. Jordan. Inside. Alexa? How many tablespoons are in a cup? There are 16 tablespoons in a cup. Now, she's at home cooking, and Michael B. Jordan is just sitting on the counter, sultrily answering her questions. Now her husband's going to come in be like, who are you talking to in here? Babe, food just got here. Why are you cooking? Who's that? <laughs> Turn on the sprinklers. She says, turn on the sprinklers, and she's looking down from her upstairs window, and Michael B. Jordan is just standing out in the yard outside of this. The sprinkler's been done turned on. Yes, they have. In fact, she will uh, make a reference to that herself. So he's just standing in the rain romantically. Yes. Honey, I already ran the sprinklers. Things are getting way too wet around here. She's having a party with her girlfriends, and she says, dim the lights. And he takes off his shirt, and he's going to hang it over a lamp to dim the lights. Alexa, lights up! Alexa, lights up! (laughs) Add bath oils to my shopping list. Alexa, no. Don't do that. Read my audiobook. Now she's sitting in a tub with him, and he's going to (laughs) start reading the audiobook. I was in his hands. I was being changed. Now we're back at Amazon HQ or the Amazon store, and she's now totally lost in her fantasy while everybody looks on, and she's just like practically kissing the glass window. (sighs) But I was also kissing him. Honey, other people have to use the bathroom around here too. (laughs) Is that that not great? That is so great from start to finish. I think it's extra hilarious that even within her fantasy, her husband is like sort of um, impotently struggling against this yes. new reality. And I, I'm kind of sorry that in order to explain what was happening, I had to keep stopping it because honestly, the first time I watched that, I didn't know where it was going and I just was able to watch all 60 seconds of it. I that was is... so... De- it took me on a ride. Like, I didn't know where it was going. I found everybody delightful in it. It's so funny. It's so well acted. Great. Co- I mean, like you said, like... It's getting too wet? It's getting too wet. That's dirty. That's very dirty. And when she says inside, she's she says, I can't imagine a better body for it to be inside. <laughs> I know it's I love the the sort of um the 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 fantastical quality of him being visible to other people. He's not yes. just visible to her. Yes. Um he's visible to the husband, but the husband like sort of can't stop it from happening. <laughs> Don't dim the lights. Don't, Don't dim the lights. <laughs> I love it. It's such a great I mean you get one famous person. Yep. And then you build a great concept around them. Yes. You don't just throw seven different celebrities of extremely variable quality into a scene and then have them all try to put their brand forward. Because that's the thing. Like, as, as we were watching that one for Scott uh, Lawn Care or Miracle Grow, um, I was thinking, like, each of these celebrities is trying or is, whether they insisted upon it or it was the commercial maker's idea. It's just getting their brand 
front and center. So Martha Stewart's like kind of a bitch who wants to be better than everybody. John Travolta is dancing. Stanley's a grump. Mm-hmm. Workout ladies working out. You know, uh, Carl Weathers is is uh, riff, riffing on his yeah. Happy Gilmore role. So it's like it's just sort of like. Yep, this is the thi- this is a thing that this person's yeah. famous for, and they're all like you know B list at best, right? Especially I don't like think if you, you compare, I don't think Travolta's can be considered B list. Oh, I guess not. I was going to ask you, and yeah. I mean Martha Stewart is arguably not B list. I was going to say everyone else for sure B or lower. So wait a second, who did we get an argument about where I said somebody was B list and you said that they're. I said they were A list. Well, you said Dennis Quaid is A list. Dennis Quaid. So you think that Martha Stewart has more status than Dennis Quaid? Without question. Really? Yes. I mean, she just sells stuff. Yeah, and I mean, A list. It's it's a tricky thing because she's not a movie actress. Obviously, she can't open a movie, and that's sort of what the A list, B list thing is really referring to. But guess she can open a movie before Dennis Quaid can. Really? Yes. She's a walking infomercial. That's all she's famous for is selling shit. She's a household brand. She's an. So is Dennis Quaid. She's an empire. Okay, do a. You did a Twitter poll. Uh, is Dennis Quaid A list or or yeah, B list? Do one which is high, who is who's more has higher status, Martha Stewart or Dennis Quaid? Maybe I will. I'm trying to stay off of Twitter. Um, anyway, I love the Amazon. I was going to make the argument that the line item for Michael B. Jordan is equal to or more than the payouts for all of those other actors combined from the Yard commercial, but maybe that's not true with the Travolta. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, we've gotten through two commercials. Um, the next one, we're still on um, celebrity. What are we calling it? Most valuable celebrity. Open to changing that if anybody has any more clever ideas. Um, Doritos, specifically Doritos 3D. That's a thing now. Um, are using Matthew McConaughey in a commercial. And I don't want to build it up too much, Buttercup. But I will say, I hear Matthew McConaughey's in a commercial and I groan immediately. I don't hate this commercial. It might be, again, it's a low bar. Yeah. But it might be my favorite Matthew McConaughey commercial. I definitely think Lincoln is misusing him. Yeah, and it does not lean in for the first time in so long. It's not like the mystic philosophical side of Matthew McConaughey. Just like it doesn't even make a nod to that. It doesn't parody it. It just leaves that alone. And they just have him as kind of a famous guy who's feeling off because he can't eat 3D Doritos. So we see Matthew McConaughey. He's sitting on his bed. Uh, We see him face on. So nothing seems weird, but then we quickly realize, oh, he's just two-dimensional. He's like, later on we'll see him in a coffee shop and nobody can see him getting his order because he's facing the wrong way. Like, and our, he's just, like our Bud Light guy. Exactly, like our Bud Light guy. So take a listen to this. Veeves, maybe you can help kind of explain what you're seeing while we watch this because I can't tell how much of this is going to translate for audio. Lately, I just... I haven't been feeling quite like myself. He gets up in the bed. He's two-dimensional. He's trying to brush his teeth. Life used to feel fuller. I want to Matthew? free. Matthew? The brewery steps on the are harder than others. I want to break free. The, the Roomba's <laughs> sucking him up because he's uh, so non-dimensional. Yeah. He's got a nice apartment. You think he lives in an apartment? I don't think he lives in an apartment. <laughs> it's like I used to be on solid ground. He gets blown away by the wind. 
did you drive here? Or so he just walks uh, onto uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. We have uh, Mindy Kaling there as well. They both seem um, surprised that he's two dimensional. Did you drive here, or did you travel by fax? I want to break free. There's got to be a way to get back. I want to break free. Okay, so now this is key. So he stops at a vending machine that is selling a whole bunch of Doritos 3Ds. He, being two-dimensional, bends and slides his way up into the vending machine and then eats one of these things. <laughs> so he eats it. It looks like it's going to be a happy ending. He gets a grin on his face as he starts to become a real three-dimensional boy again. But he's still inside of yeah. the vending machine. Critical error. So Critical sequencing error he's, there. He's a regular guy who's stuck inside a vending machine very uncomfortably. And he's stuck in there in the commercial ends, which I thought was a good little funny button. Again, I'm not saying this is going to, you know, take it all. It's not going to, you know, be the... Yeah. the, the um, Bell of the Bowlies. <laughs> I feel like um, it's it's kind of a funny ad. I like the concept. Same thing, like build a con- like find a, find your celebrity, build a concept. I'm it's, I'm happy to see Mindy Kaling and Jimmy Kimmel thrown in there for spice, but they don't become the story. Yeah, right. They're not, you know, it's not like building on their personal brands. I do think it's kind of tempting fate to portray an actor for an actor to portray himself as two dimensional. I wonder if it, it, it invites. Uh, pointed critiques. Do you think that that is a, a, a tertiary joke? Well, I wonder. I mean, you know, he definitely, I think, sees himself as a serious actor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's not some has-been, you know, David Hasselhoff or something for whom that would clearly be the mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a, he's still he's still A-list. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting idea. Anyway, I thought it was, again, an is it the best commercial in the world? No, they could have done it without him. They didn't have to have it be Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. It could have just been an average Joe. You cut out the. It's kind of a Tonight cool effect thing. how they've made him look like because he's unlike Bud Light guy. He's not just a photograph. His he's able to animate his features and yeah. like make you know he's he can move in a more natural way. So it's interesting how they flatten that all out into mm-hmm. uh, uh, two dimensions. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a good serviceable ad with a with a legit lull from me at the right. end. And you remember he... what it's for because of the 3D. Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, again, a surprising performance uh, by Matthew McConaughey. Um, Uber Eats is going to be advertising in the Super Bowl. I don't remember them advertising last year, but I don't know for sure that this is a that they're a rookie. Yeah, I mean Uber Eats right now is top of mind for me because of the um, the ad with the with Mark Hamill and yeah, right. Peace Do, but mm-hmm. and then of course um, I think Jonathan uh, Van Ness, right? Yes, and uh, is it Simone Biles? I think so. Yeah. Thank you. I all I all I contributed there was Jonathan, <laughs> and then I just looked at you. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the next commercial on the list, and again, we're still talking um, uh, most valuable celebrity here. Wayne and Garth, a.k.a. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, are back at it for Uber Eats, uh, reprising their Wayne's World roles. I don't think I have to explain this. Most of our audience uh, kind of grew up with Wayne's World the way we did. If not, you can look it up. Uh, they've only released a teaser so far. They even say at one I point... I think that's so smart. I think it's teaser. weird to release... These ads 
beforehand in, in yes. full glory because surely the point is to surprise people during the thing and then they can always live a second life on youtube mm -hmm. if you missed it if you were getting chips or something yeah and sometimes we realize things were just teasers when, when we true. thought they were the real thing like last year i'm sure we played some commercials that we thought were going to appear in the super bowl but were just actually setting up the commercial that was in the super bowl um this one is definitely clearly a teaser they even mentioned in it that hey i think this is a good teaser garth or something along those lines uh let's take a listen to this wayne's world commercial for uber eats and we're back 2020 man that was a great year not <laughs> yeah it really sucks it sucked donkey good one we just wanted to say that we'll see you soon for the game which for legal reasons cannot be named we'll see you on the big bowl the gigantic bowl totally legal yeah completely legal <laughs> All right, good teaser. Yeah, I feel good about it. Yeah, <laughs> I do kind of like good teaser. Yeah, I feel good about it. Everything, I, I was never a big Wayne's World fan, I even was, though I was the specific target demographic. I loved Wayne's World, and I think it was probably the first movie that I saw more than once in a theater. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was just, I was exactly the right age for it. I was probably, I don't know, thir 13 or 14 maybe when it came out, and you know, just old enough to be going to the movies by myself or with friends, you know, and not really needing a parent's permission to to go see a movie. And so and it just and it was like that was also the era of Saturday Night Live that was like where I felt like I was discovering it for the first time. And the, the, the cast members from that era for me will always be the cast. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like it's fun to see them. And I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Mike Myers is a little a little puffier yeah, than they're he showing was, their age a little bit. you know, 30 years ago. And so, you know, and actually Dana Carvey, when you put that blonde wig on him, looks the same, looks the yeah. same, uh, which is wild. Um, I was going to make a joke. I was going to say, how do you think they were able to get Dana Carvey? <laughs> um, so it's just, there's a, that to me has a real nostalgia punch mm -hmm. and I'm not an, I'm not a particularly nostalgic person, but that one really does it for me. Well, I'll be interested in seeing what the actual commercial is because yeah. that's clearly a teaser. This next one, I mentioned some bad singing before. Would you have guessed that it comes from Ashton Kutcher? I saw some, uh, I didn't know about the singing, but I did see some headline vaguely in my, somewhere in my sphere that said Ashton Kutcher would be in the Super Bowl ads. So of course you know the song it uh it, what what's it called what's the Shaggy song? It wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me famously, right? Um in this commercial we see Mila Kunis eating Cheetos. Actually it's like Cheetos crunch pop mix, but whatever, it's just Cheetos, right? For yeah. all intents and purposes. And she's got that telltale you know orange dust all over her fingers and smeared on her face they're really leaning into the orange dust as yeah. their whole thing like they've got a couple of ads out this year that are like all about the orange dust which doesn't work for me because i'm a neat nick and it actually makes me feel really and gross to see it and i hate yeah i hate cheese 
stuff too. But I actually think it's a good advertise. I think it's interesting to find the thing that people associate with, and even though it might even be a negative in some cases, but to kind of spin it and make it a positive and yeah. just really lean into it and then stick with the campaign. I give them credit for that. So Ashton walks into, you know, they're in their big, beautiful house. I assume they live in an apartment. Um, I like how, I like it's, it's like how Miracle Whip was like, it's not for everybody because it's like oh, yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that campaign. Um, she's got the orange dust. Ashton walks in. He says, have you been eating my Cheetos again? And before she answers, she takes a look to the left. And who's there but Shaggy giving her some advice. Did you steal my Cheetos again? Just tell him it wasn't you. But I caught you at the counter. Wasn't me. Saw you snacking on the sofa. Wasn't me. You even had him in the shower. It wasn't me. I even caught you on camera. You're the one who granted access to your snacks. Don't talk surprised that she sneak behind your back. You gotta keep tabs before she emptied up bad. Let's review the situation. Orange fingers, red flag. To keep you on stash, you gotta hide it better. If she asks where they are, you say forget her. Never admit to a word. And please don't upset her. And if she keep on snacking, I guess you'll let her. Well, did you? Wasn't me. Oh. Okay. Well, that's the first time that's ever worked. New Cheetos Crunch Pop Mix. I gotta say, I, that takes me on a roller coaster ride because at first I really dislike it. I mean, Ashton Kutcher's singing is so bad. Honestly, he, he's not a good actor. He's not even that great of an actor. I mean, the singing, he's clearly trying to do sort. He's sort of going for the Jamaican yeah. inflection. You hear it at the very end, but before that, it just he, sounds it's like, like they he, couldn't pick a lane as far right. as how they wanted him to sing. And is he supposed to be on key or off key it's a little unclear he's not on key he's definitely not on key but, but he's then supposed to be on key when shaggy takes over and by the way they're in this beautiful white house and you see these just orange fingerprints right. all over the walls where mila was but when shaggy takes over maybe it's because i'm so glad ashton isn't singing anymore that it i just get sucked in and i actually think the new lyrics are really funny yes. and i think shaggy turns in a good performance shaggy's the mvp yes for sure which you would think with you got mila kunis and ashton kutcher two huge stars <laughs> yeah and like absolutely Shaggy owns this. Yeah. So um, sticking along with the most valuable celebrity, let's talk about DoorDash here. Uh, we mentioned that they're uh, they're debuting uh, an ad in the Super Bowl, um, and or I should say that this is their Super Bowl debut, and their celebrities are manyfold because they've partnered up with Sesame Street to do a reworking of the People in Your Neighborhood song. They haven't released this yet. They just released a, a teaser. It features not just the Muppets, though, but also David Diggs, So I think is most famous for Hamilton, right? That'll be the first line of his obit. As I think so, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's that's... fine, by the way. I just mean... Yes. No, I get you. He's... That's my favorite construction too for talking about I got what someone you. is famous for. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I. I. That's the first time I became aware of him, and I've never even seen Hamilton, so yeah. I'm surely that's what he's most famous for. You want to know a secret? The first time I became aware of him was from Kimmy Schmidt, and I didn't know that he was in Hamilton. <laughs> I didn't know he was a Hamilton guy. I just thought like this guy's really charming. Yes, he is really Turns charming. Turns out, yeah, he's a now his big thing is. Snowpiercer, right? Isn't he in oh, that? Oh, is he in the TV I series? The TV, I want to go back and watch Another the movie. Another thing I, I then, won't watch. I, I think we should rewatch that movie because I, I, 
I'm like the only person who didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, so they have released a teaser, but it has nothing to do. Oh, by the way, this this um, commercial, the people in your neighborhood commercial, is going to be directed by, or it was directed by Michelle Gondry. Wow. This is going to be good, I think. Or bad, which is the other thing that Michelle Gondry does. No, that is true. I wonder if that's a category like biggest letdown <laughs> or something. Well, I said we should have a biggest letdown category. Okay, we can. Let's add that, and we'll, we'll of course have to award that um, uh, next week. But um, yeah, I mean that's a lot of talent. Again, David Diggs just has to be charming. This Muppets just have to be the Muppets. Right, they just have to be Gondry made of felt. Can't uh, mess it up. Um, the teaser has nothing to do with the song, but it is kind of cute. It just uh, shows. David and um, Cookie Monster just sitting on a couch, uh, quietly reading their respective books. Cookie Monster is reading a book, surprise, surprise, about cookies. I can't tell what David's book is. David, what time food here? Um, pretty soon, I think. Ah, better finish this book then. Boy, this tough read. For every order, we'll donate one dollar to Sesame Workshop. There it is. That's your teaser. That's you know very charming. Yeah. They need to tell you what Sesame Workshop is. I think we mostly know, right? It's basically the production company behind Sesame Street, but also has a bunch of educational outreach stuff. All right. Well, now I know. (laughs) I'm your fact-checking cuz. There will be at least two more, I'm sure many more, contenders in this celebrity category. Lil Nas X is in a Logitech commercial, which we're going to talk about in another category. This will be his sophomore effort at a Super Bowl commercial, right? Yeah, huge. He was in the Doritos commercial last year with his famous song. Um, Also, Stella Artois has a commercial with Lenny Kravitz, and we will be talking about that in an upcoming category, too, which I don't think you know about this upcoming category, Genevieve and I will explain it to you and see if I you're mad at me. I had a somewhat busy day today and I did not have a chance <laughs> to look at this No, that's fine. I just don't know if you like me going um, yeah, no, going rogue a little bit with some of these categories. The next category, uh, borrowing from the Oscars is simply best comedy. You could probably come up with a better better title than that but for now I'm calling it best comedy um, again supposedly no Budweiser commercials in the Super Bowl this year but that doesn't mean there won't be Bud Light commercials this first one is I feel like kind of taking a page from the Geico book where they are celebrating their history of iconic Bud Light commercials I believe it's called Bud Light Legends the extended Budweiser universe oh Veeves this is going to be so hard for me to explain on a podcast we see a <laughs> young couple there in a convenience store they're looking for the Bud Light but there's no Bud Light in the refrigerator so they say where is it we cut to some road in the mountains somewhere where we see a Bud Light tractor trailer has flipped over mm. in an accident and we see the like Bud Light semi driver. Like that flipped over on our road trip. Ooh, that was scary. Um, but we see the Bud Light driver. He's already out of the truck looking at the ground and he sees all of the Bud Light you know, 12 packs scattered around him and he doesn't know what he's going to do. We're now supposed to make the connect. I had to watch this commercial a few times to connect all the dots. Again, though, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Um, but clearly... The shortage. Not like the rest of Bud Light's (laughs) demo. What if I'm not even the smartest Bud Light commercial watcher in the world? (laughs) Um, So there's no beer in the convenience store because this truck tipped over. 
the driver doesn't know what to do. But then suddenly out of the woods, what starts appearing in these magical doorways or portals, but a whole bunch of famous characters or actors from previous Bud Light commercials. We're going to see Cedric the Entertainer, who did a classic one. We're going to see the Bud Light Knight, and oh, some yeah. of those other characters appear. I believe the driver is going to say something like, medieval people. Um, we're going to see the guy who pretended... He was a doctor to steal somebody else's limo at an airport just so that he could get a Bud Light. Not the one who says, um, Doctor. No, it's it's very similar to that. Coach Kujawishkev. Coach Kujawishkev. Yes, only you're talking about a, I believe, a different one that was a playoff of this one. I see. Because this one was supposed to be a doctor. He's stealing a doctor's limousine. Right, that's limousine. right. The coach, Coach Krzyzewski was a, um, it was a, it was a sequel to that. Right. I'll look that one up after this one. I, I, I have to hear them say his name again for me to look it up. But okay, so that's basically what's going on here. Then you're going to hear a whole bunch of action. I don't know how much we can explain what's going on. It's it's hard to follow while you're watching it. It's like all these heroes come out <laughs> and they somehow... It sounds like it's riffing on the end of um, the... You know how the Avengers ends, where they like they they oh. open up some kind of portal. Uh, don't at me, nerds. Um, where like all of the dead and from other universes and stuff, like they all come through to fight Thanos at the very end, and they all sort of arrive there at once. Do you remember that? You know, I don't. I made, rem- I made that you go movie. see that. Movie. No, I know. I, I remember generally liking those movies, but like. Just so much happens over the course of that well, whole series. Well, what you like, described is what happens. I believe you. That's probably what this is playing <laughs> off of. And then they're going to like get the truck up right because there's some guy with robotic arms. That must be a callback that I don't remember. Just take a listen to this crash of Where's the Bud Light? It's missing. What a mess. Medieval people. Post Malone? Post Malone. Cedric. <laughs> yes. Dr. Galagowitz? So Dr. Galagowitz, I remember. Uh, yes, and it's the same actor. He also comes, they, he does it, he reprises the role when he takes Coach Krzyzewski's, um, uh, like, limo right. at the airport. And he says famously in that commercial, that's me, or it's <laughs> me, and he says it again here. And, and you're saying, yes, this is definitely a play on Avengers, and I didn't pick up on that? I think, I mean, the, the portals are square, and I think they're round in the Avengers, which may be an IP issue, but I cannot believe that that's not what this is evoking, meant to evoke. Okay, cool. Let's take a listen. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> My legends, let's do this. That's a bird like that. A real man of genius singer. That's kind of all I do. Go on, guys. Remember the, the real genius I, yes, singer? I do. Um, it's actually making me remember how many great campaigns Budweiser's yeah. had over here. <laughs> Bud, Bud Light. Light. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of... Oh. Set the truck up right. High five! Oh! <laughs> So some guy with a robot arm, I don't remember what that's a reference to, but uh, after everybody's celebrating that the Bud Light Knight set the truck up back on its wheels, uh, robot arm guy goes to give him a high five, but accidentally pushes him off the mountain. I loved you, man. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Oh, the Bud Light's back. Nice. The Bud Light legend saved the day. And it's a whole campaign. Join us at BudLightLegends.com. 
you know, and I'm pretty sure that the guy who says that's yes, I am the guy. He he went on to have a little career. He was, I think, in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say he's like the computer nerd in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known that. He's my favorite part of that because that that took me on my favorite journey. Um, okay, so that's our first entrant in best comedy. The next one also comes from Bud Light. This one, Bud Light Lemon Seltzer. And this is another one of my faves that I watched today. And it's a direct commentary on what a terrible, terrible year 2020 has been. We see some people at an out, uh, an outdoor barbecue and they're standing around the ice bucket drinking their Bud Light Lemonade Seltzer. And uh, you'll see how they transition into talking about how terrible 2020 was. And they do a flashback while they're talking and we see January 1st it's it's a New Year's Eve party and it's 2020 and people are excited and they're kissing and then lemons start to fall from the sky outside very much like the frogs falling in Magnolia this has strong Magnolia energy and it gets weirder and weirder as the year goes on these lemons come pelting down from the heavens stronger and stronger check this out when did Bud Light Seltzer start making lemonade? Probably when 2020 handed us all those lemons. 2020 was a lemon of a year. Here come the lemons. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A biker is getting pelted by them. January, February, into March and April. I mean, just lemons pummeling the streets yeah, of New York. Yeah, destroying, destroying the city. It's great. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We see people in a Dodger game. The lemons are coming down and destroying the cardboard cutouts of people in the stands. The use of music is great. There's a lot of lemons. Well, you know what they say when life gives you we lemons. We know the saying, Mark. You Bud Light the lemon. <laughs> We're back at the party. And somebody I'm just into it. That's I think this great, is a right? great way of having a, a very special year kind of mm-hmm. uh, commercial without having it be too um, grim and slow yeah. piano music-y about it. And you a know? good landing. Also, we love the, we know the saying, Mark. It's yeah, fantastic. It's just a really... Great, great line. Yeah, exactly. Well acted. Um, here's another comedy category entrant. This is for Pringles. I think this is one of the few ones that I might have saw a headline about before I watched it today. I ate so many Pringles on our road trip. Oh, you did? Oh, but did you get regular flavor? You didn't. Did you get a weird flavor? I probably got sour cream and onion. That's my mm, favorite. That's a bummer. I'll do regular Pringles. I'll do a barbecue Pringle, but I think a Pringle you don't need to you don't need to like build on that. It's got good bones. Just eat the regular Pringles. Okay. That's I mean that's just me personally. Speaking. Yeah, I know. I'm not telling you your what favorite, to do. Your favorite color is plain. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so for this Pringles commercial, uh, Pringles is continuing to lean into the. Pringles flavor stacking, so they would not like what I just said. Boy, it just occurred to me. Um, Because their whole point, and I think they debuted this campaign in a Super Bowl a few years ago now. I feel like this might be the third year of, like, People Was getting it the excited one where the guy about, like uh, dunked on his Alexa? He like told Alexa to shut up. Oh yeah, right. 
he's like, I mean, it does not literally Alexa, but it's like a smart speaker. They're like doing Pringle stacks. And then at some point, the smart speaker starts to like have some kind of emotion. And the guy just goes like, play Funky Town. Oh, right. Right. I think that was a Pringle. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, in this one, we see a space capsule. The thing that comes back down to Earth and uh, lands in the ocean. It's like a little... um, little pyramid shaped thing and it's floating out in the ocean and the astronauts are wondering why nobody has come to pick them up and then we see the inside of you know nasa central there's a word for that uh and all of the scientists are only focusing on making new flavors of pringles by stacking them up where is everyone pringles original barbecue pizza the barbecue pizza stack now they're still floating out there but they get excited because in the distance while nasa has abandoned these travelers these space travelers they see a ship in the distance maybe the ship will rescue them we're saved we're going home Unfortunately, you have a bunch, bunch of drunk Russians, I assume, um, stacking their own Pringles and not paying attention to the people that need saving out in the ocean. Interesting. It's fine. It's fine. It's like, it feels like a long way to go for a very low payoff. Yeah, I agree. Not much there. I've never made a, st- I'm, I'm not opposed to Pringles stacking because I like, I like flavors mm. um, on Pringles, but... What I'm never going to do is buy three different cans of Pringles. I think it's a smart thing to try to get people to do it, though. In fact, I take back what I said. I do like plain Pringles. Also, I think it's a little bit of a cheat in this one where he says, I stacked pizza and barbecue in plain, and now we have barbecue pizza flavored Pringles. You don't need the plain plain. in there. I guess they're maybe thinking, like, that's the crust. No. Anyway, I would eat a pizza Pringle, and I would eat a barbecue, so I I eat at least three different kinds of Pringles. Yeah, anyway. but are we not going to buy multiple cans of Pringles? But you could, or you go, you, you and your buddies go to 7-Eleven. What, what am I, made of money? <laughs> uh, let's see. So this next one, as I try to remember it, oh, for another potato chip, this is Lay's potato chips, and... This is a really long commercial. Um, I think we've seen these before. Marshawn Lynch, former Seahawk, is sitting in like a you know cozy leather chair in his den, and he's wearing like a smoking jacket, and he's reading from a book, right? This particular commercial is supposed to air right before the coin flip on Sunday, and this is a two-minute commercial. He's going to read to you what's going on. He's going to invoke a whole bunch of uh, famous football players, and we're going to see them in their PJs and their rumpus rooms. I feel like I've, they've been playing this or a version of this already. Yeah, the, the chair and the book is yeah. familiar, but this particular one is a pre-Super Bowl okay. commercial. And I'm going to let Marshawn's, um, you know, storytelling tell the story. Just know that you will see the people that he's talking about like the i think the manning brothers are gonna be the first people we see and they're gonna be what i love is like they're in their rumpus room sitting on the basement floor like there's a foosball table in the background and they're in their pjs and they're throwing a football back and forth but they're throwing it so hard it's nailing the wall behind them and sticking in the drywall then their dad archie manning comes downstairs and yells at them so it's all these football players acting like children and you know it's kind of like the night before christmas right Twas the night before Hold up. 
Let's take this up a notch. It was the night before Super Bowl, and all through Tampa Bay, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers were ready to play. When what to my wonder and I should appear, but the Super Bowl legends of yesteryear. Uh, you still warming up? Eli and Peyton, they're up throwing footballs, snacking on legs, and destroying them walls. Idea, Dad. Hey, hey, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Manning brothers arguing and blaming each other for their own in those little pajamas, in their little <laughs> cute pajamas, in and a the perfect way perfect rumpus room, and it's shot down on them, so they look really, they look small. Yeah, it's really, it's really clever to have them be sort of uh, these bickering children. <laughs> it's really good. Hey, hey, I don't care. Be stuff on them boys, Archie. Go to bed. Thanks a lot. Catch the ball. Don't be scared of the ball. I was not scared of the ball. <laughs> Montana and Rice relive their old glory while adding Doritos to the Super Bowl story. Hey, guys. Aitman, can I play? Okay, so you have uh, who Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, and they're up in like a uh, a fort or a treehouse. I'll say a treehouse, yeah, a treehouse. And then um, Troy Aikman comes popping up through the the um, floor door, and he wants to join him. Aitman, can I play? Brought some chips. Hell no! <laughs> hey, we're gonna take these Doritos oh, though. Come on, man. Oh, you, you I didn't play you guys in the Super Bowl. Let's go. My shot, Joe. Come <laughs> on, we're friends. Look at that. <laughs> oh, you guys are unbelievable. Ah. When up in the attic there arose such a clatter. It's called the Immaculate Reception. It was the Immaculate Pass. It was below the man's ankle. <laughs> you couldn't make that catch. Brash on Bettis caused the snack table to shatter. Oh, I told you it wasn't that easy. I told you. Nachos. Away to the window, Dion ran in a flash. He tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. Kickoff is coming. The teams are ready. Both hope that their season will end in confetti. So get the Doritos. You guys are all right. And get the Tostitos, pour salsa, pour queso, get the Lay's and the Cheetos. Now snack away, snack away, snack away, y'all, because Super Bowl's here, and we about to ball. So happy Super Bowl to all, and to all a good night. And don't forget the chips. Not bad. I think it's actually good, and that's one where it is quite a quite a cavalcade of celebrities. Yeah, um, but they it hangs together. It makes sense. They're all from a you know from a universe. The NFL. Yeah, Aikman is so good in commercials. I still love the one and I, Peyton too. I mean, a lot of these guys are good actors. A lot of these guys are good. I mean, Peyton definitely has uh, has made his commercial bones for sure. Even Marshawn, for all that he is, you know. He's a little. He really. He really tries. Mm-hmm. He's really. He's really there trying. I think Troy Aikman though is so funny with his in ads. He's the one who you know. I think it was a but. Was it Bud Light? I think so. Where he's standing at the counter and he's like, someone kind of comes up to him and is like, "Oh, I I loved you. You know, like those glory days." And he tries to play it off like he doesn't really live in the past. And then his phone rings and it's it's a it's a ringtone. It's a ringtone of an announcer calling one of his amazing you know (laughs) passes or something and so i think troy aikman with his like can i play too and his sort of neediness his thirstiness is so good yeah he does a great job he should be in they should put troy aikman in everything marshawn does a good job in that too by the way yeah i think he does yeah i I feel like marshawn was such a a cultural phenomenon that he started appearing in a lot of things and i'll be honest like i i feel like and I, i love him and I really do root for him, yeah, root like for as him a person too. and his exactly. success. Um, but I feel like putting him in things like Reno Nine Nine was just like 
it just you stretched. Mean Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Or I'm sorry, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It just stretched his talent a little bit that's too far. That's the thing. Like I was. That's what I was thinking of too. He does great here. Yeah. Um. But him and but although I believe he was in Westworld. Oh, he was. I didn't see that. Yeah, season. Yeah, but... and he doesn't. They don't give him too much. I think that was a better use of his talents, mm. actually. Oh, interesting. Because you saw that those, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next category. I'm sure there will be more comedies to be added to those. Um, this next category, though, is the one you don't know about, Genevieve. I'm calling it. You're a poet, and you didn't even realize those words rhymed. <laughs> um, these Speaking are the of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, exactly. I'm stealing that joke. Um, these are the commercials that fit into that weird space where people are just like kind of doing spoken word style narration. And it's usually heavy. It's almost always heavy handed mm-hmm. about who we are as people in this world together. We can't, you know, just all that bullshit, um, you know, and, and who was like it? when uh, Common tries to sell us uh, Common Common trying yeah. to sell us uh, Microsoft, Microsoft computers yeah. is the perfect example of that. None of these are quite as like hardcore Microsoft beat makes poetry as that. Actually, they also do make computers. Yeah. Um, so anyway, these are the um, contenders for you're a poet and you didn't even realize those words rhymed. This first one is uh, for Mike uh, Michelob. We don't call it Michael Loeb anymore, I don't believe. <laughs> Michael Loeb. Um, this also sort of features celebrities because you see a whole bunch of like footage and shots of famous um, uh, athletes. And in a couple of examples, I think you might even see some new footage of them acting for this. Like I think one of the Williams sisters is in this. But it's not enough to make it a celebrity commercial. Just take a listen. What if we were wrong this whole time? Wrong in thinking that joy happens only at the end. After the sacrifice. After the commitment. After the win. What if happiness has always been there? Fueling the run toward greatness. It's not a distraction. But instead, something more vital. Hating again. What if joy is the whole game, not just the end game? So ask yourself, are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Pointed, right. Pointedly absent from that was Tiger Woods. Oh, we don't see a shot of him near the beginning, I thought? Um, was it a different golfer? Oh, uh, was that him? Is that him? Because I just thought of it because the I feel like with the documentary that was out that came out kind of yeah, recently the HBO about him documentary. It's all about that's not that guy's white for one thing. Yeah. I, like my takeaway, I didn't watch the documentary, so my takeaway from the coverage of the documentary that I half saw the headlines for. Mm-hmm. I've actually I watched about half of <laughs> so that documentary. You, so. Okay, so you you tell me. Like I got the impression that, that it's a story about um a child who became a man whose who's, who's ability to be a normal person and experience joy in a normal way was essentially drilled out of him by mm-hmm. his coach, coach dad. Yeah, it definitely... I mean, again, I'm halfway through, but it definitely... For such a troubled human being, it really focuses on how he is, a, a, in some ways, a victim. Yeah. In many ways, a victim of, of his dad. And I think that's a story in sports that... You can't make the... It doesn't fit into the narrative of happiness exactly. is what made you good. Right. So Nickelodeon could come out with another one that says, 
also abuse. <laughs> and you know what you need after you've been abused? Abuse. Yeah, a stiff drink. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, in this category of uh, you're a poet and you didn't even realize those words rhymed, the Lil Nas X commercial that I mentioned before. This is for Logitech, which is like computer stuff, right? Computer mice? I don't know. Uh, I think so. That's where I feel like I've seen that, <laughs> yeah. that word. I think they're trying to become... Uh, Known for more than just making like computer mice. Uh, and so this is almost like kind of leaning into that Apple narrative of you're a creative uh-huh. person and you think outside the box, let our technology help you create and right. be an artist. And we see a whole bunch of artists who I don't think are necessarily um, famous. I think there's probably actors playing artists, but then we keep on seeing images of Lil Nas X, who really, I mean, you have to give Lil Nas X credit. I gladly give him credit. That is an aesthetic that he came up with himself. Yeah, you no, know he's an I mean? original. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And so, and you know, when you see him like in the studio or in his uh, pink uh, cowboy suit, it's hard not just to love him. Um, Is that what it's called, a cowboy suit? I believe it's called a cowboy suit. Take a listen. <laughs> we stand here in defiance. We the makers. We the groundbreakers. We the creators. Dreamers and dreamers. We defy expectations, perceptions, and misconceptions. We defy what logic says we should look like, sound like, be like. We defy genres, algorithms, and entire industries. See, we defy that little voice that says, oh no, we can't, with the roar back that says, oh yes. We will. Because to create the future, we must defy the logic of the past. We must defy logic. Yeah, I'm into it. It's um, it's visually really interesting. I kind of enjoy those ads where it's a, a celebration of creativity because you just get to you know, experience a little of the, and I mean, the clothes in this are really amazing. Yeah, and, and you see some is, amazing, like, makeup artists just transforming yeah, themselves. I think it's great. I don't think it's great. I just hate this style of ad, and maybe that's why I made a category about it. Just this, like, I don't know, just like... The serious voiceover. This, like, serious it voiceover really thing. It doesn't offend me. I mean, it offends me when it's um, to no good purpose. Yeah. But I actually like this one. Now, you know, there are a million companies out there who try to tell you that if you buy their shit their mass produced shit that like you are somehow an original free thinker. Yeah. And I mean, as a pitch, I think that's pretty tired. His Logitech. It's like not even known for its like design sensibility like Apple, you know. Right. Well that's what they're that's what they're that's fighting. They're trying to change. Yeah. yeah. You know, watch if you know, this could be the time that that narrative starts to shift. I always think of Lil Nas X. He's another very charming person who's very quick with a smile. So when I picture him, I always picture him kind of like Again, like kind of smiling or, or being lighthearted in some way. But there's one shot near the end with him in the studio where he looks intense at the camera, you know, because there's always a moment where you have to look intense as a creative person. I'm just thinking of this now. Like, it occurred to me, like, I literally can't make that face. I was imagining, like, if somebody was doing a photo shoot with me, which I've rarely had to do, but in t- at times had to do, and I'm so bad at it. I'm just so bad. I just am so self-conscious. But if somebody said, okay, now you're in the studio, Andrew, now give me like a determined, because it's like somewhere, be- like he's not smiling, right? He has to look like intense and mm-hmm. determined and a little bit like, a little bit even full of himself and full of uh, 
of um, self-esteem. And I, what would it even be no. like? What would happen to You'd my face? You have to be full of self-esteem. I know I what would happen. I would just look grumpy, right? I would look like get away from I me. Know, maybe give, give I me your best. Give me your best one. I'll tell you what it looks like. <laughs> I think you're the you're the worst person <laughs> for me to even try to do this around i don't think i can i don't think i can but we'll work on that um if we ever if we ever have a fundraiser that'll be yeah. what i'll give people i'll give them all an individual serious he'll give he'll look he'll look directly in your yeah. eyes and look serious and look full of full of self-esteem though too um isn't that a bit from baby mama where the steve martin character who's like sort of a he's like a corporate ceo slash also kind of a hippie and so he his reward to good employees is to give them sixty seconds of eye contact. I don't rem- I don't remember that at all. Um, okay, another one of these uh, voiceover ones. This this is Stella Artois, uh, which I mentioned earlier. Oh, and this is a Lenny Kravitz. So this would also be a celebrity category. We're all born with two point five billion heartbeats. That makes you a billionaire. Oh, just the tone of these things. Like I just hate them. Immediately. That's also a crap line. So let's not waste the fortune within us. Invest in. Invest in each other and the moments we share. Because you're rich in life when you're a heartbeat billionaire. Invest your heartbeats in the life artois. Invest your heartbeats in drinking alcohol. Into beer. It feels... That feels somehow wrong. Yes. Yeah, I don't love that one. It, invest your heartbeats. Yeah. So bad. Boo. Okay, here's the last one in this category. This is Ford Finish Strong. This is the extended version. I don't know if the full minute version will play during the Super Bowl. I uh, think this is Cranston again, right? He's the Ford, He's the Ford guy, guy, right? Yeah. All right, let's take a listen to this. Let's hold the line. Protect it. Fight for it. I close my eyes and I pray for Let's it. hold the line. Sacrifice for it. Stand strong for it. We are seeing a bunch of COVID-related images, people being strong, holding the line with their masks and first responders and cars lined up presumably for testing or possibly for vaccinations. And and doing business, but, you know, in a COVID-safe way, like a, a a barber cutting someone's hair where everybody's masked. Let's look out for each other. We are so close. So close. Now we're looking at the vaccines. Soon we will be what we were. Now we're, he said we'll be where we were. We're seeing a bunch of people in kind of pre-times, huge crowds of people at football games and concerts and weddings celebrating. Touching. Loving. Living. Let's finish strong. I know you're tired of surviving, but you gotta keep on trying, gotta hold on. Okay, what do you think? I know it's cheesy and I know it's a cheap, I know it's cheap, but I think because like this is an emotional time and like that really, that really got, that really told the story of COVID for me. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying to you the other day, like, I feel hopeful for the first time. Like, I feel like, yes, I will, you know, 
like some of my loved ones have who have already become eligible for the vaccine and that makes me start to feel hopeful and I know I will be very late in the line as I should be I I in no way should be uh you know getting an early vaccine but like I just start I just feel like there is actually light at the end of the tunnel and so the commercial like this I'm primed for it mm-hmm. you know I tend to hate the Brian Cranston Ford commercials I just generally speaking, I hate that Ford always releases a commercial like this. Like they released one in 2019, probably about, I don't know, the economy. Yeah. They definitely did the the famous one with uh, Clint Eastwood, right? During Ugh, the really bad time again. in America. Yeah. And it's just like, I'll all take Brian like, Cranston. Right. A hundred million times oh, over Clint Eastwood. Absolutely. But like, they're all like, it's just like this, this cookie cutter, like images yeah. with this voiceover. It's just like, I don't think they're that great. Having said that, I also they sort of act like they have the right to speak for America. Yeah, exactly, because they're Ford tough. But I will say, though, this one I soften towards a little bit, especially near the end, because I'm also in a vulnerable state, you know, and him saying, like, hold the line. Let's stay strong. I mean, basically, the message here for, you know, the constituents that Ford is talking to are, you know, people who are probably potentially from more conservative places, their truck places, you know, like the truck places that we drove through on our road trip. Um, <laughs> and um, and it's the truck ba- states. And essentially the message here is, I know that we all want to like relax now, but we can't. Yeah. Let's. Ho- I mean, it's actually a good message. It's an important and then message. A reminder that like to get here, what we see at the end of the commercial, back to the weddings, back to the to the rodeos, back to all the things that they're showing. We need to stay strong right now. It's actually a pretty good message to a demographic that maybe needs to hear it yeah. from. Uh, I forgot his name already. Brian Cranston. Cranston. <laughs> yeah. From a Cranston. All right. So uh, those are my You're a Poet uh, submissions for now. I put put in another category here. Let's get weird. Although not a lot of super weird commercials. Interesting. I feel like we've talked about so far that I that I'm skipping that should be like in the weird category. No, and I'm not surprised that that's not an over that that's not a big trend this year Mm -hmm. because of the year we've had. Would you put the Bud Light lemon seltzer lemons falling from the sky into weird? Because no. I put that in there. She want me to take it out? I think it's, I mean, like I said at the time, like when we talked about it, I think it's essentially a uh, a very special year, mm-hmm. which is a separate, another category that I think we're going to talk about here. And it's a funny way of doing it, but it's it's not so much, it's not, it, it's not weird for the sake of being weird. It's a metaphor that is told in a slightly surreal way. Okay. But what I think of as weird is the ones that there's just no rational explanation for it. Right, like those Doritos baby bumper buggy. Or what was that little <laughs> animal that was running around? The p- puppy baby monkey? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a puppy baby monkey, there's no... Th- it's not a metaphor for anything. It's not a, you know, it's not a a, a, a clever riff on an existing thing. It's just weird for the sake mm-hmm. of being weird. I mean, that's what Skittles does, too. Like, they just yes. find a weird thing and they visualize it. Okay. Um, I'm deleting uh, the lemon seltzer. Th- that's why. From I, Let's get weird. I just don't think it's like a normal. I don't think it's a big category this year. Well, then, if 
during the Super Bowl we see anything else that we feel like fits into the weird category, we will add them. If not, maybe we'll just get rid of this category because now I am down to only one weird commercial. We haven't talked about this yet. This is for Tide, which has been pretty strong in the Super Bowl commercial game the past several years. Often they're doing serialized things, and they're also breaking the fourth wall by having like the the um, uh, TV announcers. You think you're back in the Super Bowl, but it's actually an extension of the Tide commercial because right. they got a stain on their shirt or whatever. They've been very creative. So I don't know if this is going to be a one-off this year or if this is part of a um, another thread. But this Tide commercial is called the Jason Alexander hoodie, and this is definitely. A weird commercial. <laughs> we see a woman. He is also a celebrity. He is. Yeah, this will also be in the celebrity thing. Um, we see a woman walking into her t- teenage son's bedroom. And she says, hey, it's about time you wash your Jason Alexander hoodie. And we see it like sitting on the floor or draped over a chair or something. The kid says, no, 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 it's still clean. And she says, is it? Uh, that's my invitation of you, by the way. Is it? I feel like you say that to me a lot. Um, and I, I didn't invent the is the point that is it. And then we see kind of a flashback of all of these disgusting situations that this hoodie has been through. Start, you know, the kid is taking out the garbage and uh, the garbage is clinging to the hoodie. But the hoodie, the entire front of it is Jason Alexander's face. And every time something gross is happening to it, it's wincing in a different way or making an (laughs) uck face when it has garbage on it. Or uh, at one point, the kid is doing break dancing and he's like doing the worm and you see like Jason Alexander's face looks like it's in pain as the kid keeps on slamming down on it. It's going to be really hard to translate here on a podcast, but let's give it a shot. Hey, you have to wash Jason Alexander hoodie. It looks clean to me. Is it, though? Okay, now I should say um, the hoodie looks fine, smiling in in this uh, situation, but now we're going to get to the flashbacks. The dog is drooling on it. (laughs) I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. It should have been somebody. So, like, at one point, they're using the hoodie as a home plate in a baseball game, and he looks kind of pained as they're stepping on him. The The kid just, like, rubs his dirty phone on his face, and he looks incredulous. This is the vibe. Be sure to get the bugs off the window. He's washing the car. You owe Jason Alexander Hoodie an apology. So it says uh, it's dirtier than it looks or it's dirtier than you think. And we see Tide, but there's a little button at the end here. The kid is now wearing his Jason Alexander hoodie. It's clean. He's crossing the street. There's a person in the car who doesn't like the looks of this hoodie. Hey, that's my face. You can't just wear my face. My mom told me to say I'm sorry. Give me back my face. Speaking of his face, does it not look like he's had some work? He Something is different. He definitely looks different. Yeah. And, like, I think it's some work. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, I do think it's it's a great little callback that they're using, believe it or not, because um, that's like a, that's a Seinfeld joke. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, believe it or not. It, it, it's a George joke from Seinfeld, and I forget now. Um, 
exactly what the context is, but there's George. They somehow rewrite George rewrites the lyrics, uh, so it's like about him. Um, it's okay. We can we can look it up later unless yeah. you got it right there. Um, because I would like to know. Oh yeah, he makes it his answering machine. Um, oh, mess, outgoing message. Okay, gotcha. Um, this next category is a little bit hard to explain. I am calling it the honorary Crystal Pepsi Right Now Award. Best version of the song I could find. I actually stole this from the actual Crystal Pepsi commercial, which is why it's so tinny. <laughs> um, this is a category where it's commercials being very serious about the moment we are in yes. right now. Acknowledging, and, and again, this happened before the pandemic. The Clint Eastwood Ford commercial in 2009 oh, would yeah. be a perfect example. For the last few years, if not longer, the Super Bowl, there's always been someone who advertises in the Super Bowl to remind us about some serious thing. Right. And to it's essentially, not a PSA in the way the Budweiser is doing a PSA about whatever mask wearing or whatever it is that they are doing although i do put that in this category i do like yes, very much so but i i just mean like just reminding like just sort of a uh i would say mostly hollow uh you know desire to tell us all that we're in it together or some mm-hmm. like some sort of anodyne uh, but faux serious message about like uh, you know the state of the world the state of the world as it is right now in this particular February so I definitely put the Cranston Ford hold the line commercial yep. in there for this year I'm putting Chipotle can a burrito change the world in so. there again it's just kind of like where we are what are our priorities and thinking about sustainable agriculture and can yeah. a burrito put us where we need to be you know these are going to be your more socially conscious commercials um, the other one that I'll put in here aside from Chipotle forward for now is Budweiser's we aren't airing a commercial commercial which I will try not to just seethe over this one <laughs> like I started the show but I just think it's such bullshit Budweiser's getting all this uh like kind of free you know press about how they're not airing a commercial but they have this 90 second commercial that does not talk I mean to their credit it's not about beer right but neither is the Ford hold the line commercial about trucks it's not saying we have a best in yeah. class it never bed. mentions I mean right. it barely mentions I but, don't, if it ever mentions trucks but somehow Budweiser's like we're not going to air a commercial and well, I'll play this for you now actually this is probably another one that could be in the poetry category because I believe this is mostly uh, images of people um, I think looking resilient uh, amongst a pandemic situation as we're social distancing and we see people kind of um, in backyards connecting with neighbors over fences socially distant and people in the city talking to each other from their balconies and uh, people just trying to find some sort of happiness during a pandemic. The thing about America is we can do anything. We can turn rooftops into mountaintops. We can turn boundaries into common ground. I hate this so much. We can turn solitude into closeness. 
It's a drive-by birthday party for an older woman. And screen time. Into playtime. Silent stadiums. Let them hear the roar of history being written. Black Lives Matter at the NBA Finals. Turn waiting and waiting and waiting into dancing and dancing and whatever that is. Hey, TikTok. And together, let's turn our strength into hope. For the first time in 37 years, Budweiser will not air a Super Bowl ad, says You're the screen. doing it right Instead, now! Instead, we are redirecting our advertising dollars to raise awareness of the COVID-19 vaccines. Beginning by joining forces with the Ad Council, hey, that's you, and the COVID Collaborative. See you at the game next year. But I don't get it. So you, did this not cost them $5 million to air this? Or was it would it be free? more than that because it's a 90-second commercial. Then at the end, it says Budweiser. Learn more at Budweiser.com. Yeah. Like, how is that not an ad any more than the Ford one isn't an ad for I Ford? Think, I think that's some bullshit. And I also just don't like that. Yeah. It just felt so self-serving. It, it's so self-serving and so, um, yeah, just manipulative and, and not interesting. Um, and then the only other one I think I have here, and I have in the category all by itself, which is weird. <laughs> in the past, this category would have been so full, but I, I put down a category, You've Got Moves. I think there are going to be other dance commercials. Yeah, people love dancing. Like, I think a dancing commercial, while it's not my favorite kind of commercial, it works really well at a Super Bowl party. Just flashy images that maybe catch people's attention, especially later in the game, once the novelty of everybody shushing during yeah, the commercial breaks. We might have breaks. to put the Scott Lawn Care one in there because of the Travolta dancing. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think you're right. Remind me to do that okay. on the show sheet. Uh, the only one I have in here right now, though, is uh, Squarespace. Instead of doing 9 to 5, the famous song by Dolly Parton, uh, and Movie, one of your favorite movies, right? Am I wrong about that? I love it. Yeah. Um, this commercial is called 5 to 9, and you hear that Dolly herself has re-recorded it. The idea here be being, again, this is for Squarespace, so it's going to host your website or whatever your passion project is. We, it starts in a dreary office where people are just waiting for it to get to five o'clock so their day can end. And then all of the fun, creative stuff they do on their own time from five to nine. People are just nodding off at their desks. Who are these drones that get to go into work? Why aren't they working from home? Yeah. Working five to nine. And a vision it's People are putting together websites for their dance fitness. Did you say this was for Squarespace? Yes. There's some crazy topiary going on. We're seeing a lot of very bright colors while people work on their projects. Carpentry, um, beauty. Make your five to nine your full time with Squarespace. There you go. And I saw that you have a note in here about this. I do. This is one of the few that came to my attention before um, before the game, really, and before this show. And it was because I was reading on Slate um, an, uh, you know, a headline that said, essentially, this is very antithetical, and it's, it's sort of a... Uh, well, I'll just tell you what the, what the headline is. Why don't, okay. I why don't I just look at the headline? Um, Dolly Parton let the gig economy ruin one of her most classic songs. And 
I think this take is a little bit snowflakey and a little, a little, little bit slaty. A little slaty. But I actually can see the logic. So if, if, if you're not familiar, um, 9 to 5 is really an anthem. It was written for a movie about um, three women who are uh, really kept down and, and abused by the patriarchy. They take matters into their own hands and they use their brains and their creativity and also... Some um, rope. Some rope and some chains and a garage door opener um, to kind of get the better of the man. It's about getting putting one over on the man and taking your power for yourself. It's about domestic terrorism is what it's about. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's, you know, and, and it really did. Um, and, and there's something it goes into the article here in more detail about like sort of the movement that it was associated with of women in the workforce um, being getting equal treatment. Um, and so. I can understand how someone could see this. And I think there's a lot of real legitimate criticisms of sort of the gig economy and having to have a side hustle um, in order to make ends meet. And I understand that's not what this is saying. This is saying turn your thing you're passionate about into a, your into its your own its own business so you don't have to have mm-hmm. a nine to five. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do. I don't think it's supposed to be about the gig economy. I don't think like people starting their own topiary art you know, their topiary art business is the gig economy. It's not, you know, they, yeah, they don't show people like driving for Uber Eats or here right. or whatever. But, but the idea that you have to have a side hustle to make money um, or that you're, that you have to turn your, um, your passion project into a money maker, I think does rub some people the wrong way. And I, I can understand that this is what, this is how Slate wraps it up. It's actually antithetical to give Parton's nine to five a gig economy makeover for a tech giant to run during the Super Bowl, especially in the midst of a full-blown crisis disproportionately impacting women and communities of color. Parton, an artist deservedly lauded as one of the most skillful, altruistic, and generous performers of all time, diminished one of the most potent and beloved messages behind her own work while dressing it up as a tribute. So, you know, I think reasonable people can disagree with that, but I thought it was an interesting take. It seems very slaty to me, and I haven't given this a lot of thought, and I can happily be talked out of the position I'm about to say, but I think that they are misunderstanding, or, or it feels to me willfully misconstruing what the gig economy is. Yeah, I think possible. this is saying you have a passion, you can make some money off of it too by telling people about your passion. It I don't could think any your of the yeah, job. and then maybe and then the whole point is make your five to nine the stuff that you're doing for yourself. Make that your nine to five. It's about more like about entrepreneurship. I think now I I'm not I don't want to be willfully ignorant here. I understand that other people are like part of it is like this side hustle thing that is going on and people are trying to make money however they can. But I do think that this is more saying like, hey, you're doing one thing for work, but you have a passion. What if your passion became your work? To me, that's the entrepreneurial story and dream that has been advertised going back probably to the 1950s. I don't think that's gig. Maybe not. I mean, and I'm not fighting with you here. I'm yeah. just fighting with Slate. Uh, yeah, no, I just thought it was an interesting. That that was a, a take I had seen about that particular ad. Sure. Um, I don't lo- also. I don't love the remake of the song. Me neither. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah. Um, Dolly Parton has. I mean, she still has pipes, obviously, and I don't want to be ageist about it, but her voice has changed so much that hearing her reprise an old song, like I think she has a beautiful voice, and like um, I'm trying to think. Uh, 
whatever. I, I was just listening to her um, uh, do a duet with somebody. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's different yeah. than what it used to be. And so trying to recapture an iconic when song. When we all like know exactly is, how 9 exactly, to 5 really sounds. Right, yeah, right, I, right. I kind of agree. Exactly. All right. There you have it, folks. Gosh, thank you. The that was, I'm sorry. That was thank quite, you a, uh, for, quite a tour. I guess. I feel like I'm just talking a mile a minute and this show was unlistenable because of me. It's better when you do the shows. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you going along on the ride. Uh, and again, I'm very open to people suggesting other categories or tweaking these categories or even coming up uh, with better <laughs> names for these categories. But it makes me so much more excited about um, covering Super Bowl commercials yeah. with you. You know? Yeah, it does. Because every year it does feel just like a wall of content that we have yeah. to kind of fight our way through. But I think this time we'll be looking for specific things. So yeah. it'll be really fun. So. Get back to us. You have a week. If you hear this between now and the Super Bowl, uh, we love your feedback on the um, the categories, category names, um, ads that we missed here that should be included in those in any of those categories. Now we haven't said like how you know usually the Academy votes right and then best picture is awarded based on votes we're not really making this a listener driven thing so i don't think we have the time to do no. that nor so, the inclination nor the inclinations <laughs> know your place ad council no um but i guess you and i are just gonna have to try to we're the agree we're on the these. academy of two but there's only two of us so there's no tiebreaker um we'll so we're to gonna have to, to a like consensus. oh that's gonna we're gonna have to work together <laughs> that's right we're across the aisle you can't sell Anything. You can sell anything. By the way, right before the show started, I know we've been talking at you for like an hour and a half now, but like right before the show started, I stumbled on another article that has like seven more either Super Bowl commercials <laughs> or teasers. Like I know that Amy Schumer is one for mayonnaise. That's just a teaser out right now. Kind of interested in seeing what going to happen there because I really like her but I know I haven't gotten to every single one that's out there right now but we will try to um, round them all up after the big game yeah all right everybody thank you so much uh, Genevieve can you tell the people how to get at us I can you can call us at 607-444-5597 um, you can email us at after these messages show at gmail or you can visit us on the Facebook group this is it everybody as Genevieve famously once said this is like our Super Bowl. <laughs> it's our Super Bowl. <laughs> Looking forward to talking to you next week. And uh, go Chiefs. You can't sell anything.